Well, Packers-Bears week is in full force. It's very easy for the green and gold. You win and you are into the playoffs. I will get into that. But last night, Rowdy, didn't it feel good to have Wisconsin Badger basketball back? It was 11 days in the making. It felt like you could barely even remember them. But my God, they came out gangbusters. Took down Iowa, taking care of business, 83-72. to 72. It was uh, Tyler Wall, who now has a beard. Stephen Crowell, remember he's tall. A.J. Storr getting it done. Max Klesman as well. Isn't it nice to have Badger basketball back on TV, Rowdy? Good morning. See, you said something there that struck me while watching that game as well. Tyler Wall with, the, with beard? the beard. Was it fear the beard? Because he got to the free throw line a ton, just like James Harden. Yeah. And uh, did <laughs> did score a nice little uh, number there. But 35 times on the free throw line. 35. Yeah. Iowa, thanks for playing. Yeah, we'll see you later. Yeah. No. Is Fran McCaffrey medicated? Like, like is he, like, drooling? Did he get a lobotomy or something? There was no Fran freakout. It he was the most like subdued I think I'd ever seen him. I was very disappointed. There's I just no don't think I was very good this year. Yeah, that's, that's, pro- probably that's probably why he's not so um, you know excited because especially here lately, I was had a decent team. Like yeah. they've been a top twenty five team. They've been a team that's Tournament norm- team. yeah normally in the top half. They've made NCAA tournaments pretty consistently. I don't know. This year's Iowa team, I don't, I don't think they're as, as good. Yeah, yeah, maybe. And maybe that's why his friend is subdued. Like, literally, that was the most like lethargic I had seen him. I, I hope he didn't give up the tantrums. Or I'm sorry, the frantrums for his New Year's resolutions in 2024. But, wow, A.J. Storr, that dude is uh, a nice player. That is fun to watch. Those dunks that he had, that oop, that off the backboard oop from Chucky, too, was just electric. That guy had rules. Tyler Wall attempted 13 free throws. He made 11 of them, which I mean, Wisconsin did shoot free throws pretty, pretty darn well yesterday, especially because they had such a margin on Iowa. 35 of them. My God. Yeah. They only missed 10. I don't know. It was, it was, I was pretty. First half first was half pretty shaky. First half was pretty meh. You get the, and rust the defense off. was hit or miss. They were giving Iowa a lot of open looks and Iowa being a jump shooting team capitalized on that. But yeah, second half Wisconsin dominated. Yeah. You take the knock a little rust off of that long break and you get it done. Wisconsin moves to 10 and three. Uh, they, they're a deep team, man. Um, a deep team for Wisconsin. I saw a lot of people already complaining about the lack of a siege of minutes uh, yesterday. We'll have to save that a little later. Our guy, Rob Reichel, uh, and his feelings <laughs> about it. We'll hear from Robbie tomorrow about Packers and Bears, Forbes.com writer. But uh, this is a deep team, and they're a confident team, too. Uh, A.J. Stowers has added a really big boost uh, for this Pack- or Packers, for this Badgers offense. 16 points for him, and he had, what, three just vicious, badass dunks? Like, he has a little swagger to this team that the Badgers hadn't had in the past. How does you feel the store, the store factor, Rowdy? I, I think looking at the Badger team, you said they're 10 and 3. Obviously undefeated in conference. Now they get a home win against Iowa last night. Remember, they opened Big Ten play with a win on the road in East Lance against Tom Izzo and yep. Michigan State. Yep. But remember, after three games into the season, they had a blowout win against Arkansas State. Who cares? It's the Red Wolves. <laughs> and then you get beat. Uh, in the Cole Center by Tennessee, who at the time was ranked 10th, and you're like, well, it was a pretty competitive game. I mean, it was pretty much like a four- to six-point game the entire time until the very end where they had to do the little chase and foul, and Tennessee's lead got a little more extended than what it really was. And then they go to Providence and get embarrassed. <laughs> and Providence had lost their head coach in Ed Cooley, had lost a number of players from the consistent you know, solid tournament team that Providence had been under Cooley the last few years. And you're like, who the hell's the coach? Who the hell are some of these players? Providence just smacked Wisconsin. Well, you're sitting there at one and two going, man, is this kind of going to be a lot of the same of last year? A lot of ups, a lot of downs, and maybe, maybe a fringe tournament team. Mm, since then, eight and one. Their only loss to Arizona, who for most of the season until the last uh, couple of weeks here was ranked number one. Yeah, gangbusters for the Badgers. And by the way, Marquette, the Golden Eagles, also lost to Providence. Yeah, Providence. They're ranked way, though. They're twenty third. Way better than expected because they've beaten Marquette, they've beaten Wisconsin, and they've they've beaten a number of notable solid programs 
And yeah, they're a ranked team. It looks like Providence is probably for real. 23rd in the nation for Providence. And, uh, yeah, the Badgers, speaking of being for real, the Badgers look like they are for real. As, uh, you know, Hepburn was doing it with the assist last night, not so much the scoring, but, you know, he had that awesome uh, three-point play after the store dunk. That was sweet. Is it just me? I know that the Badgers have, have well, played really well. I mean, they're 10-3, and three, ranked in the top 25, and they're beating some of these good teams. Has Chucky Hepburn been a little disappointing this year? Like, not necessarily scoring like you would expect or shooting the ball as well as he has in the past. I feel like stores coming in and scoring. You have your two big men down low and crawl and wall that have been consistent, kind of what you need. I feel like the two biggest, uh, I don't want to say question marks, but the two biggest, like, asterisks for me for, like, uh, things that maybe have been disappointing Clearly, it's Connor Siegen, right? And the weird playing time slash lack thereof, and what the hell has he become? Yeah. And Chucky Hepburn. Yeah, I mean, Hepburn doing it in other ways, facilitating. Um, but, yeah, on the scoring side of things, not as much. Him and AJ Storr got a good connection, though. Uh, Chucky just being the facilitator to uh, Storr being the scorer. But, yeah, I mean, Hepburn. Um, he hasn't shot the ball well this year. No. I mean, with 205 shooting last night, he missed a three-pointer. He got a three-point play. Uh, you know, after that store uh, oop that he had, but yeah, four points for Chucky. But hey, you got other guys picking up the slack big time. Um, so how about Stephen Crowell throwing down a dunk last night? He remembered he was tall, rowdy. Uh, Tyler Wall having himself a game, and then uh, Klesmet. What was the last time we talked about Klesmet when he scored like twenty some points in the first half against Marquette? Yeah, <laughs> where he's where he started shooting like five of six from behind the arc against Marquette, yeah. and. He had like 20, like you said, was it 23 points for the game? And Something like that. The, man, I feel like you could have added up all the other games before that, and I don't know if he would have had 23 points combined. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and Hucky, uh, Hucky, Chucky Hepburn also um, uh, suffered a lower body injury when Chicago, or the Badger beat Chicago State. So he, I, I, he was in the starting lineup, so I'm sure he was healthy enough. But yeah, um, we had a couple steals from Chucky and then some assists. Other than that, the, the scoring is a little, you know, Raise an eyebrow. Yeah, Badgers off and running now. They uh, they get back at it when they got Nebraska on Saturday to continue on in Big Ten play. So you go from Iowa beating them eighty three to seventy two, and then another you know perceived you know, lesser team in the Nebraska Cornhuskers uh, coming up here, looking good for the Bucky as they are twenty first in the nation. Look at continue on undefeated in Big Ten play of wins over Michigan State now. And the Iowa Hawkeyes. Yeah, Iowa's just not that good this year. I yeah, I don't I don't think they're the Iowa that we've kind of gotten used to seeing with um Fran McCaffrey. Oh and three in Big Ten. Mm. I think from what I've been hearing, Nebraska's supposed to be a little bit better than um what you'd anticipate Nebraska being, because normally Nebraska is kind of one of those bottom feeders, right? Yes. They're always they're always competing for the seller, especially the last few years with like the likes of Minnesota, Northwestern, those type of teams. Yeah, um, I think uh, from what I've been reading, from what I've been seeing, uh, Nebraska actually supposed to be decent this year. Kinger asks, is Kobe King still a corn husker? <laughs> I think he was a corn husker for like two weeks. Yeah, and then he went to um, Valparaiso. Where, well, who I went to was Trevor Anderson, Kobe King. There was another guy that went to Valparaiso. Joe Headstrom. Yeah, Joe Headstrom. That was... Valpo's like, yeah, we'll take all your rejects. Uh, we'll take that. Badger's like, okay. Yeah, deep team this year for Kobe uh, King. That guy. The only person that likes that guy is Grant Bills. And just because of the lacrosse area. Kobe King was, that dude was a stinker for the Badgers. That was, um, yeah. No, 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 no. Badgers get a nice little win last night, 11 days off. Greg Gard came to the presser and said, haven't seen you guys in a year. <laughs> Gardo's got the comedy, baby. And the coaching prowess. Man, do they dominate Iowa. Yeah, they went 83-72. to 72. Knocked a little rust off the first half and came out gangbusters in the second. Uh, A.J. Storr bringing that explosiveness. Uh, Tyler Wall with the beard, boys. Yay or nay with the beard. Kind of patchy. That's fine. Looks like you. I'm pro- He's got a better beard than I do. I'm pro <laughs> Tyler Wall with the beard. I was actually, when I think I really noticed it when he went up to uh, shoot a free throw where they kind of zoom in on the, the player. I'm like, has he ever had a beard before? I don't I was like, I was, beard, Yeah, I was like, I always remember him being pretty, uh, pretty clean shaven. Yeah, I don't ever remember him with a beard. I think that's the first time. Tyler I'm going on Wall. record. That was the first time. <laughs> 
And going on record, guys. <laughs> Wall with the beard, a season high, nineteen points. Keep the beard, dude. Rowdy, you kind of yeah. compared him to James Harden to yeah. start the show this morning. Fear the beard. <laughs> Fear the beard. You know, he, he brought the beard. Now, not hey. not exactly prime Harden beard, but he got to the free throw line like he was prime Harden. Yeah, and Broughton thirty five times the Badgers were on the free throw line, uh, made twenty five of them. To the Iowa Hawkeyes, eleven out of sixteen. <laughs> they were just they were just dominant. And uh, Fran, again, Fran just felt like he was like medicated or something. Something that I was sad that I didn't see a more passionate right. freaking out Fran. Like that's that's something I really enjoy is the Frantrum. Didn't even get uh, a Frantrum Defcon one or wait, is one the biggest? Defcon five, five, five's the biggest. Yeah, whatever the smallest one is, we didn't even get that for the Frantrum. No. That was sad. Uh, okay, something else has taken over Twitter now, and it's 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 been like this all year. There's this faction of um, hardcore Asijanites. These are people that love Connor Asijan no matter what. And they're out there in full force, letting it very vocal. Uh, Rob Reichel, our Packers insider, is one of them. He tweeted this out. Uh, he quote tweeted uh, a tweet. This tweet said, Connor Asijan should just enter the portal now. Sure. Badgers in dire need of a boost offensively, and he sits on the bench. Robbie quote tweeted it and said, craziest thing I've seen in my 35 years as a diehard Badger basketball fan from all Big Ten freshman team to getting the same number of minutes as guards kid. WTF. Well, he's shooting 23% from the field. The Badger, and he can't play defense. And by the way, the Badgers scored 83 points last night. Yeah. 83 they need, points. They need a big offensive boost when in 10 of their 13 games, they've scored 70-plus points. Have you guys noticed that once a siege has stepped on the scene, there's been this faction of Asijanites that are like, just enter the transfer portal now. You need to go somewhere else where they can appreciate your talents. It's like, what's going on? What? Is he huh? going to go to, like, Grinnell and just be on that team that doesn't play defense and shoots the lights out because Val- it's statistically better to Valpo. do that? <laughs> like, where, where all the Badgers go, Valpo. I mean, we haven't seen his defense come along. And it was we hurt know, too. We know, yeah, he had his back compressed. Uh, we know in this system, you have to earn your minutes through playing defense. And and he's been forcing a shot this year too. So. Yeah, like he's shooting twenty three percent. Like, what offense is coming from twenty three percent? And this Badger team is deep this year too. I and, mean, you're, and, and Johnny Blackwell, yeah. what are you going to take minutes from him? You can't come back out and be like, well, he needs to shoot out of it. You're deep enough. We don't have to let people shoot out of their slumps anymore. So Gardo was asked. Now, this has been a topic that you know Gardo's been asked about now a couple times this season. Gardo was asked on not playing a siege in, uh the pride of Mineral Point, Isaac Lindsay, and uh, Marcus Dilver. Here's Gardo. And, and I got two or three guys sitting on the bench that I didn't get in the game that I wanted to, and it wasn't anything that the Connor or Marcus Silver has been practicing terrifically. I've been pulling him over. Connor, obviously, has practiced much better and I think is really trending in a good way. And um, and Isaac Lindsay has done a lot of good things. So I told them after the game, this is not indicative of anything you have or haven't done. It's a blessing and a curse to be a very, very deep team. I was getting things mixed up. He's shooting 33% from the field, 25% from the three. Yeah, you're a, you're a dyslexic speed reader today, yep. RJ. It's all good. But just looking at the team where he came in and, and – did have some big games, did have to carry the load when it came to the scoring thing, uh, scoring. And you look at the difference though. AJ store is a transfer that transfers in from St. John's. He's been your leading scorer in more games than not. He's a guy that consistently scores. He's clearly more athletic than Connor is So that guy was thrusted into the starting lineup. And then you talk about just having a Johnny Blackwell who plays the same position as you mm-hmm. or, or is a guard that has been as good defensively as he is for a 19-year-old kid. He's played as well offensively. And then kind of like what guard just said there, you had Isaac Lindsley uh, that's been there for a, a minute. You have Nolan Winter, who's a freshman this year, that's able to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kamari McGee is still there. I mean, there's a lot of guys that have the ability to be at least somewhat serviceable in a smaller role in college, Division One college basketball. And to RJ's point, when you when you can't play defense and you're not shooting the ball well and you had a back injury and you shooting the basketball is a big part of what you do, I, I would say that I would have expected him to play more against the Chicago States of the world right. against some of those lesser teams. But right now when you got, you get into the big 10 and your team is, and this is the other part 
Wisconsin's playing well. They, they started are. the season one and two. They're nine and one their last ten. Yep. Yeah. Like if they weren't nine and one and say they were, I don't know, like three and six, I think I could understand more people clamoring for Connor Siege and maybe to shake it up, see what you can do, see if if you can't get the him to have a big night off the bench or maybe even thrust them in the, but, but they're not, they're nine and one in their last 10. They're 10 and three overall. They're ranked in the top 25. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's hard to argue for more minutes in a game against Iowa, but I will say I did expect him to play more against the Chicago States more against some of those. Hey, he covered for, he has the cover for Chicago yeah, state, right? but that's it. That's the thing. He got in and played like 10 minutes. That would have been a game where, you know, maybe, maybe an AJ store didn't have to play 35 minutes. He could have been good with 25 minutes. Yeah. And, but I mean, it is what it is. I, I have no issues with how no. playing time has been, but there's a faction that is uh, one more from Gardo quick. He says it's a blessing and a curse to be, have this much depth on this team. Here you go. Those three guys, you know, they're going to help us. They have helped us. And, you know, you never know with foul trouble injuries. You hope nobody gets hurt. But but also, they, I got to try to get them in the game. Um, but obviously, we've, you're playing really good teams now. And you just got to continue to try to find ways and, and encourage them not to get discouraged. And they're not. They're all have approached it all the right way. And um, like I said, that's the, it's a blessing and it's a curse to have a lot of depth. So there you go. I don't, I, I don't know, boys. I don't think there's a conspiracy theory uh, floating around out there. A conspiracy about Garo not playing some of these guys. Is there? Well, I, I think, think it's just obvious yeah. that the Badgers are <laughs> rolling right now. Yeah. One thing that we also need to think about is if you're Connor Asijin, because people said he could, he should just put himself in the transfer portal right now. <laughs> well, if he does that, well, he's not going to play for the rest of the year. So, the five minutes here, ten minutes there that he is getting, that would be non-existent because he'd be sitting at home on the couch. Yep. But I think another thing we need to look at when it comes to Wisconsin sports and more, I guess, specifically football, look at some of the guys that were unhappy on the football team, and then they transferred, and it was like, well, his offers were Ball State, Central Michigan, Vanderbilt. It's like... UMass. Exactly. It's like, okay, so they're... Or they go to a community college. Yeah, they had a, a role with a Power 5 team that is actually a pretty decent Power 5 team to mid-major schools, to lower-level schools. But I feel like that's the thing. Like, I'm not trying to to discredit Connor Siegen because we've seen him play well. Yeah. But for what he's doing now and, and his body of work... Do you really think that there's going to be some big-time Power 5 schools that are going to say, come on in, we're going to no. love to give you a scholarship? It's going to be like the Mac schools. It's yeah. going to be the smaller, lower-division-type teams. He's not going to Kentucky. No. <laughs> no, he's I mean, not. You could see him maybe go back home to either Indiana or Purdue, but that's about it. Yeah. And then he'd be he'd have the same exact role, just right. on a slightly better team. Yeah. And I don't – Indiana's not a better team. No. I mean, Purdue, Purdue is, but <laughs> he'd probably be, in, instead of being the 10th guy off the bench with Purdue, he'd probably be like 13. Yeah. Yeah. Big old game coming up here on Sunday, 325 at Lambeau Field. Have not looked at the weather at all. I did look at the spread, though. Uh, when I checked yesterday, Rowdy, Packers were favored by, I think it was a field goal, three points. Uh, they're at Lambeau. Um, you're the betting man here. That a good? that a good spread? Yeah, I think it opened at three and a half. A little money coming in the Bears then? I think if I had to bet that game, I probably would have taken Chicago with the hook as well at three and a half. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, speaking of Chicago. Yeah, it was uh, looking here. Some places came out with Chicago plus the three and a half. Others had it uh, some heavier juice on the Packers minus the three. But, yeah, now it's moved to your standard standard three at minus 110. And what's what's that kind of just so home, basically home juice? Yeah, no. Basically, that means that um, you know some of your some of your sharps or people that are betting right away, they decided that they like the Chicago plus the hook, but it seems pretty uh, pretty stagnant right now, sitting on three. Now on the Bears side of things, we're talking like you know rivalry. Uh, Aaron Rodgers talking yesterday in the Pat McAfee show, saying you know this is the Bears Super Bowl. Uh, if if they can't beat us, is it really a rivalry? Uh, well, check this out. The Chicago Bears, the greatest quarterback season in Bears history was uh, was Eric Kramer, 3,838 passing yards and 29 pass touchdowns. 
That is the greatest quarterback season in Chicago Bears history. Again, 3,838 passing yards and 29 passing touchdowns. Jordan Love's first season as a starter, he's already eclipsed the greatest quarterback season in Bears history. Jordan Love has 3,843 yards, uh, passing yards and 30 passing touchdowns. It, at what point, Rowdy, do you look at the Chicago Bears and be like, how can you guys never get some semblance? I mean, what, Cuddy, the last one, that was the, the, the best one. How can you never get a quarterback to do something like that when the Packers continue to get it now three times in a row so far, if you're going by the Bears' history? See, I did see some. It was actually kind of funny. It was Bears' Twitter, and it was a guy suggesting, screw it. Let's keep Justin Fields. Let's draft Caleb Williams with the number one overall pick. And then let's use the top five pick to go draft like Drake May or some Bo Nix or some other, (laughs) you know, higher prospected quarterback for this upcoming draft. You're like, screw it. Let's just keep them. And we're going to draft to use our top two, five, uh, you know, top two picks in this first round. That'll probably be top five on all quarterbacks. We have to hit on one. (laughs) The Bears have been saying that forever. Now, okay, so Cuddy, Jay Cutler, I lo- I'm a Cuddy guy. I like me some Jay Cutler. He was a victim of always having like a defensive coordinator uh, or a, a defensive-minded head coach, excuse me, uh, carousel of offensive coordinators, and then they bring in Mark Tressman, who was what good in the Canadian Football League. Uh, they always, they just, they're always their own worst enemy for the Chicago Bears. Always had a good defense, but they could never quite figure it out offensively. Uh, you know, I guess with Cuddy. And listen, they had their chance. Uh, they did make it to the Super Bowl. What Rex Grossman and Kyle Orton that year on that Devin Hester and the special teams and that strong defense. And then Cuddy gets there, right? And uh, we all know what happens. He gets hurt. He's on that uh, that bike on the sidelines. And uh, B.J. Raji picks it off, uh, takes it to the end zone. And the Packers never look back, and they win the Super Bowl that year. I mean, that was the closest they had besides, what, the Rex Grossman-Kyle Orton Super Bowl, right? Yep. So you look at this Bears franchise and the quarterbacks that they just constantly go through. Uh, if you're a Bears fan, you just got to be beside yourself because now you see Jordan Love doing it, just like Aaron Rodgers did it. And before that, Brett Favre doing it. Now, on uh, the Jordan Love front, Rowdy, um, check this out. Jordan Love has been the highest-graded quarterback in the NFL since Week 12. We're coming up here on Week 18 You've seen it from Jay Love. You've seen it from number 10, as we're confident that this is the dude moving forward in the future here, especially with all these young uh, pieces surrounding him on offense. Well, do you remember what I said my hope was for Jordan Love being the third in line from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love? It was to have like a Jeff Garcia career. (laughs) Now, not necessarily just Jeff Garcia Strictly for the 49ers, but I mean, this was a good player in Canada. This was a guy that played for the Niners pretty well. Don't forget. He had some like throwback years where he was like an, you know, an Eagle. He had a really good season, uh, Tampa Bay, like just kind of like his career in general. Mm-hmm. Cause they went from the 49ers. That is Montana to young to Garcia. And now again, Garcia was only there for four or five years in San Francisco, but I'm saying just like a Jeff Garcia type career from Jordan Love, where Jeff Garcia won, I think it was like three or four pro, or one, he was was invited to three or four pro bowls. I mean, it was a guy that played really well in Canada and and had some good seasons. That was what I was kind of hoping for, for Jordan Love for like roughly a decade. Mm -hmm. I think I... I don't I don't want to get over, you know, over my skis too far here, but I think we're going to get that. Ooh. I mean, just I'm actually really impressed by what the Green Bay Packers have done with with Jordan Love and but it's not only Jordan Love, it's the rest of the offense. Like Jordan Love in theory could have been really good. The, the offense still maybe necessarily wouldn't have been as good because think about all the young players that you're playing with. Your your best two tight ends are rookies. Your arguably three out of your top four re- receivers that have been healthy all year are rookies. Mm-hmm. Like it's crazy that the most experienced wide receiver has two years of experience. Yeah, like there's a lot of things that could have went wrong, and then a a lot of people could have said, "Well, it's easy. You got a young quarterback. You have young receivers and tight ends. Let's run the football more." 
well, Aaron Jones has been hurt for the majority of the season or when he has played has been limited snap wise. AJ Dillon is still just eh. So they didn't they they couldn't even really lean on the run game. And the fact that the offense has been pretty decent, the fact that all of these young players, Jordan Love included, have been as good as they have and the Packers are in, you know, position to to, to make the playoffs with a win against the Bears. No, I think uh, if you're a Packer fan, you got to like what you see. Yeah. The, the people that say that Jordan Love still sucks and Jordan Love has no future in the NFL and, and will never be a, a good starter, those are just haters at this point. Yeah. The Jordan Love apology form is floating around out there, too, if you want to sign it, by the way. Yeah. Like, like yeah. I'm not, don't get me wrong. I'm not ready to say he's the next Hall of Famer. He, you know, he's the next one. But I think he can he can be a a pretty good quarterback in the league. Oh yeah! Again, since uh, week twelve, the highest graded quarterback is currently in the league, and every week you see him getting better and better and better. And then the Chicago Bears. Oh, okay, Justin Fields, right? Uh, last game for uh, Chicago, they're all chanting, "We want Fields! We want Fields!" Do you think they keep hang on to Fields? I mean, that's the that's the big question coming up this off season. You got that first pick. What do you do with Justin Fields? Justin Fields had some uh, interviews a couple of weeks ago where it seemed like uh, he sensed that his time in Chicago may be done. Yeah, he now since coming back from injury, remember the the Badgent games? Yeah, Tyson Tyler Tyson Badgent. He came in. And it was like one game where they won it, and then everyone was like throwing Justin Fields in the trash. Like <laughs> see this guy from division two football that came out of nowhere can, can win us these games and Justin Fields found ways to lose. Well then ever since he came back, he's not only has he played well, but the offense has be- played better. The defense has been much better, but yeah, I, so I have a couple of Bear, uh, bears fans that are friends, right? Yeah. Same one. He wants to stick with Justin Fields. One wants Caleb Williams. Another wants Drake May. <laughs> so, uh, obviously, those are three different Bear fans. They're on three different pages of what they want to do and from what they've been watching. I just hope that the front office for the Chicago Bears continues to be as disorganized and not on the same page like those three Bear fans <laughs> that all want different quarterbacks. Well, when we were at Deeks on... Um, Yet all watched the same game On Monday when we were at Deeks, there was a Bears fan there and uh, angry Gen Xer is Twitter handle and he had said, because he's a Bears fan, he's like, I, I hope and I want them to stick with Justin Fields. I mean, so there, there's a lot of people out there wanting to stick with Fields. Do they do it? Um, that's the big question. So go to the phones. Line one, good morning. Boys. Hey, oh, Brett, what's up, man? Long time no talk. What's new? Oh, I've just been, uh, you know, wallowing in, in sorrow. Uh, you were a big I, Jordan I, Love detractor. How are you feeling? Yeah, I, I got to call and say he's he's pretty darn good. Now, I can sense some pain in your voice. It shouldn't be that way. Yeah. You should embrace it, my man. I wanted people fired, lots of them. <laughs> well, I, I'm sure I you still want one Goody. fired, right? Yeah, Goody's big round head needs oh. to be freaking. Oh, I thought you were going to say Joe Barry. Oh yeah, well that should be a it. It's happening. Hopefully, you still want Goody be better. Goody, happen. you still want Goody gone? Yeah. Really? Gone, Goody. <laughs> I just hate the guy. He just looks stupid. Just, just looking at him drives you crazy. And you know, you know what's going to happen is with our high draft picks, they're going to like trade back and pick up like a offensive lineman or a defensive tackle or oh, something yeah. stupid. Yeah, well, it's Packers. You know, yeah. when when we have more than enough top one hundred picks to like pick up some real good talent to throw on our offense, or you know, new cornerbacks or something, and they're just going to waste them. <laughs> bunch of morons like pick um, up like our our seventh center while you're at it will you fill out a, a jordan love apology form brett have you are you there yet oh no 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 what I, actually i was gonna call you guys i was gonna call you guys uh yesterday and just be like i love jordan love new year new me <laughs> yeah <laughs> i didn't i thought you guys would see right through it so i didn't even I tried to call, but you guys didn't answer, so I had to go into work. When that happened? Dumb. 
What? I, I pride myself on answering. That's no, that's not me. My bad, yeah, bro. No, no, no. Rowdy was on a tangent of hearing himself talk, so <laughs> uh, you know it took a while. Uh, did you have a good Christmas? A good New Year's, dude? Uh, yeah, it was sober. There you go. So, new Year, New you. Know, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're sober January. That you know may count, may not count, depending upon the situation. You know. It, it'll just be all out for me. So you going all January? No drinky, no drinky poo. I might go all year. We'll see. Wow, check that out! Hell yeah! Yeah, I don't, I don't want to end up like Charlie. Well, no, well, no. Or by the way, he has resurfaced. Um, Dave from Monona. Are you, are you still making your own moonshine though? Oh, sorry, uh, uh, oh, apple, yeah. apple yeah, juice. Yeah. Stuff, st- stuff that I make is never for me to drink. It's for me to share. Oh. Okay, cool. So, I'm glad you yeah, shared your uh, your apple juice with me when I saw you at Sloopy's there yeah. in the cross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that uh, passion is still happening, that making beer. But uh, both of those things I make to share. Gotcha. Yeah, your beer was really good. Uh, I know Rowdy had that, and I had your moon or your your apple juice moonshine. Yeah. That was, that yeah. was really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard, I heard it did you some some good there. That was, that was great, so, dude. If you ever look into one loads more batches, you just let, you let me know. Heck yeah, I'll I'll let you know about taste testing anytime. Sounds good, buddy. Um, but anyway, uh, go go Packers! Wow. Yep, I wow. know, I know, I did it. I'm glad I you're back it. on the on the good side, my man. We missed you. We'll talk to you later. See you, Britsky. See you, buddy. Yeah, there's a big Jordan Love detractor. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he, was. he went out and bought the Rogers jersey and said. F the Packers. Yeah. I'm a Jets fan now. Yeah. Here's my number eight in, yep. in green. It took him till all the way up until week 18 to finally say, go Pack, go. <laughs> well, if you're looking at the Packers now, and, and from what you've seen from the young tight ends and the receivers and the quarterback, if you're the Green Bay Packers, how are you going about the upcoming draft on offense? Like, what does this Packers offense team need in your eyes? I, I would think, what do you do at the line? What do you do at running back? I think that's the biggest thing. You always, you, I don't think the offensive line is bad. But you I, think it's, need... I think it's solid, but what are you going to do with David Bakhtiari? You could always use offensive line depth. I agree there. You look at the running back situation. Aaron Jones is going to have one more year on his deal. He'll be 30 years old. That's exactly the length of time you want to be married to a an NFL running back with the ability that he has with that type of money. Because, look, it, we're already seeing him banged up with a lot of soft tissues mm-hmm. at 29. I think that one more year makes sense. Does A.J. Dillon want to come back for, like, a super cheap deal for, like, a year or two? Mm-hmm. Who knows? If he leaves, are you really that mad? I feel like his fame is more on Door County. Door County and, and being a good people person out in the public giant than quads. actually good on the field. Big but quads. I digress. You could definitely maybe add a running back at some point in the draft, but you're not gonna you're not gonna draft one in the first round. Nope. That that's hardly done anymore just yeah. in general. Other than that, what what are you really adding? You're pretty set at the tight end position. I would say maybe if like a Maserati Marv fell in the draft and you, you decided to use some of that capital and go up. But other than like a true number one receiver, I, I don't know if this offense really needs much going outside of offensive line depth going into next year. You just want to continue to see these guys get better and better. Yep. It's more on the defensive side, which feels really strange and upsetting to say, because we talk about all the first round picks on defense and how they're still needing to draft defense yep. uh, let's go back to the phones line two good morning good morning boys Vagabond, the uh, the reigning the reigning caller of the year vagabond john happy new year's brother uh, i uh i wish i could edit my tweets so i could edit the the take tweet that i put out trying to organize all the different things that i'm called in well, you're, you're caught up in the emotion of winning the major award you know uh, well, no, now I have to edit it because the Badgers did not win eight games, which is my preseason prediction. They ended up with seven. Wow. Uh, it's the first year of the Luke Fickle era. Well, listen, you, you didn't you didn't win tweeter of the year, Johnny. So let's keep that That's in mind. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, 
how about these Packers? We got a playoff game on Sunday. I, now, I'm a little stressed out. I got a pinball tournament that starts at four, so I'm trying to figure out how to how to contain my Packers excitement and perform well at a pinball tournament. But uh, that's that's my own problem. Just but, if the Bears do something man. good or the Packers do something bad, make sure you don't like bump the the pinball machine too hard to get that tilt warning. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to tilt too hard. Well, if you're not tilting, you're not trying. But right. so the Bears, the Bears have scored 25 or more points in five of the last seven games. Um, Joe Barry just clamped down Justin Jefferson and the Vikings. If Joe Barry holds the Bears under, let's say, 17 points, is he still fired? Or does he save his job just like last so year? So we were talking about that too. It's like you you know you went out here, you make the playoffs, and you hold the Bears, you know, to lower scoring points. Do they bring Joe Barry back? Because can you say it's a bad season when you made the playoffs? Well, can you say it's a bad season when you made the playoffs? Yeah, with an absolute practice squad in your secondary. Yeah, we were saying I mean, funny, we, right? we were saying we could see that Joe Barry comes back on you know bring him back again another year. I know you Big J guys, uh, you've been telling me all year that this defense is hyper-talented and has been healthy all season. But, man, it was funny. On Sunday Night Football, they, they do, like, the starting lineups and they give the pro football focus rank of every player on that side of the ball. Not a single player that he's working with is in the pro football focus, like, top 18 at their position. They're all bottom half players. That's uh, that's tough as a coordinator. You have no stars. Dude, they they, stars they flashed Joe Barry like three, four times on the broadcast on Sunday. I thought of you every time. That's funny. Um, but, hey, I called in. I need some help with a work project. Thought maybe you guys could assist. So, yeah. year 2024, we name our annual, I don't know, little project that we do at work after athletes. So, okay. 23 was named after Michael Jordan, of course. Yep. So, 24... Who's the first player in any sport that comes to mind with wearing the number 24? Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds. Kobe. That's a good one. I was going to say Charles Woodson, but that was 24 for the Packers, 21. Or sorry, 24 for the Raiders, 21 with the Packers. Yeah, I might have to shy away from Manny that Ramirez, man ran. Just me. Are you Googling it right now? Ah, uh, yes, I did. <laughs> Cheating. Cheating. You didn't say that. I just, ooh. um. So the first one that came to my mind, and this might be be a redneck, if Jeff Gordon is the first 24 that comes to your (laughs) mind. Ken Griffey Jr. Jeff Gordon. Dude, Jeff Gordon. Well, you know, he had that like he had that almost that rainbow-ish looking car, you know, with, uh, you know, his sponsors. You know, that fits for... 2024, I'll be all inclusive at your company. Yeah, exactly. If you if you Google 1992 Jeff Gordon, <laughs> the picture that comes up, that style is the exact style that every high school dude is going after right now. My brother's a, a sophomore playing hockey up in Ashland, and uh, oh, don't do it, totally. Dude on his team just looks exactly like every this, like high school 90s. kid looks like this now. If you especially if you grow a mustache. That little, like, mullet kind of looking haircut with. (laughs) And he even has the big sunglasses on in some of those pictures. I mean, the 90s are coming back. You know how the 80s were popular a couple years back? The 90s are coming back, and I can't be more excited. Dude, like, every kid now now looks like an extra from Seinfeld with what they're wearing. It's great. It's hilarious. Don't don't ever change. Don't ever change. But that's all I got. Uh, Greg Gard obviously put the whooping on Fran. Hell yeah, he did. Last night, that was good to see. Greg Gard owns Fran Uh, McCaffrey. Real excited that Connor Seaton's practicing well and playing well in practice. Uh, Can't wait for him to get back on the court. Um, This team's going to be dangerous, boys. So, buckle up. It's going to be a long winter. You got it. Johnny, you the man, brother. Later, boys. Jeff Gordon. My point is, you don't just get money because you ask for it. You want to end up like Jeff Gordon? I like Jeff Gordon. He's handsome. Uh, (laughs) Bobby, you joke around like that in public, people are going to think you ain't right. (laughs) (laughs) Great show. King of the Hill, unbelievable. 
Uh, we had a call ooh, around 8.30, Rowdy, off air. I, I think it was Rack and Rick. And he was talking about, uh, you know, he's been sold on Jordan Love from the get-go. And then, you know, he's like, I don't know why everyone's just keep, keep comparing Aaron Rodgers in his first year starting with Jordan Love in his first year starting. Uh, Love having better numbers right now. Uh, Rack and Rick said, compare Aaron Rodgers last year with the Packers to Love's first year starting this year. Uh, to see what that's all about. And then he was talking about, I can't really remember who Aaron Rodgers was throwing the ball to, but it'd be nice to see those two comparisons. Uh, Jordan Love is uh, markedly better than Rodgers was his last year with the Packers, was he not? Is he well, not? I mean, if you're just purely looking at the numbers, Aaron Rodgers actually had a higher completion percentage than what Jordan Love does currently. But at the same time, Jordan Love threw for more yards. Jordan Love... Through for more touchdowns. Um, I know there's technically one game left to play, but he has less interceptions. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, if you purely look at the numbers, he's probably been slightly better than Aaron Rodgers was last year. Now, that's promising, right? Yeah. Because how many times have we heard, well, you know, Aaron Rodgers' down years are other players' good years? Because he is just that good of a quarterback. He's purely one of, you know, probably the three best throwers of the football of all time. He's a top 10 quarterback, you know, skills and abilities wise of all time. So the fact that in Jordan Love's first year starting, we can at least put him at a slightly higher level production wise than where Aaron Rodgers was last year. Now, granted, Aaron Rodgers was 39. Aaron Rodgers was playing with a broken thumb. Ribs. The team, the team was falling apart. Um, I, I get it. There was a lot of variables, right? Yes. But yes, he did in his first rookie year or his first year starting. Uh, Jordan Love did play slightly better than Aaron Rodgers has so far this season. And then to Rock and Rick's question about the first year, I think it's interesting because I, I almost think. When you look at the two, because everyone's comparing them, right? Yep. Remember, it was Favre to Rodgers in comparisons, and then they would always tag Jordan Love on. And now since I feel like the middle of the year, it's it's strictly like Rodgers and Love comparisons. Yes. Well, the numbers are pretty similar. Again, Jordan Love probably slightly better in more categories than Aaron Rodgers in his first year starting as well. And then to Rock and Rick's point, Aaron Rodgers played with more talent. He had the Donald Drivers. He had the Greg Jennings. I, I, it was right around that same time where they would have been drafting James Jones, Jordy Nelson, Jermichael Finley. So clearly he was playing with more talent. And then we looked it up because I couldn't remember. Ryan Grant was the running back, yep. which he was like final. Remember when Ryan Grant hit Green Bay and we're like, finally, another thousand yard rusher. We haven't had one since Amon Green. <laughs> it's been a while. It was like they were searching for that running back. So, yeah, he clearly had more talent or I guess more experienced talent than, you know, the first and second year tight ends and wide receivers and a, and a banged up Aaron Jones, who is your, you know, your most talented playmaker, but he's been hurt most of the season. Mm -hmm. I do think one of the difference, though, where I would say I'm pro Rodgers in this would be Aaron Rodgers played in a different era. Aaron in 2007 and eight, you could still go after and hit the quarterback at not maybe to the level of the nineties, like that Brett Favre played in, but they really changed a lot of that CBA that, that really gave the ability more to yeah, the offense to have an more. advantage in that CBA, I believe around 2009, 2010, because it stems from, the Brady knee injury, which was 2008. Yes. That was the, the next time they could change the CBA, if I remember, was 09 10. So all of those pro offense, pro quarterback protections, and, and stuff like that, that came in two, three years after Rodgers' first year starting. So Jordan Love does have it easier in that aspect where he's not getting hit as much. If he does get hit, there's, you know, there's going to be a flag. And just in general, there's more more lenience for the offense to kind of do what they want where the NFL kind of or the, the NFL kind of has the defense's hands tied. You can't be physical. You can't do this. You can't hit blah, blah, blah. So I think there's trade-offs. Rogers had more talent. Love probably has the rules that 
that make it so it's easier to put numbers up. And Rodgers' final year, uh, who is he throwing the ball to? Alan Lazard, uh, Sammy Watkins was there for a blink of an eye. You had Amari Rodgers there before he was jettisoned out. Um, Romeo Dobbs. Uh, no, it was it was. He had more veteran players last year, like yeah. the Randall Cobbs, like the Alan Lazards, like you mentioned, but. Those guys also, like the Randall Cobbs of the world, were always banged up. Yeah. Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs. Banged, they were banged up. And they were also rookies. Yep. So last season, I I honestly, I don't know who I would take. Would I rather have Lazard and Cobb and first years of Christian Watson and, and Romeo Dobbs versus, you know, what you had coming into this year? I probably would lean with what I've seen with this year's team. Yeah, I totally would this year. But for one particular year and one particular game, uh, I would lean with Love's team this year. But again. Yeah. And thankfully, Love's been able to avoid injury, right? I mean, Aaron Rodgers broke his thumb on that Hail Mary against the Giants uh, in London. Going into this season, though, who would you have wanted? This roster that the Green Bay Packers had or last year's team? Because... We didn't know. We didn't know Tavion Wicks would be this good as a rookie. Yeah. You didn't know Jaden Reed would be able to break out of the scene yeah. and, and be the type of playmaker that he's been in the slot. You didn't know that you were going to hit on both tight ends. Because think about last year. We knew that Alan Lazard and Aaron Rodgers had a good chemistry and it's relationship. All natural connection. We knew that Randall Cobb had seen better days, but he still you know, kind of had a mind meld with Aaron Rodgers and could get down in, into zones and get open and make a few catches here and there. Squeeze the little last bit of talents and ability that he had. We we knew that on paper, Watson could potentially be a game breaker. Like, I think before the season, I would have taken last well, year's team. What were expectations coming in? That Packers were in the NFC North. They they were up there for a Super Bowl contention as well coming in. And what was the expectations this season? To maybe finish around 500? Like, think about the tight end position and who they had there. Mercedes Lewis wasn't good, but you knew what you had. Yeah, you had big dog blocking and catching, like, a touchdown. Yeah, you you had no idea what you had coming into this year. So mm-hmm. I would say beginning, if you told me September 1st, what offense would you rather have for Jordan Love this year? The team, this question mark team with a bunch of young guys that have never played before, or a lot of old, old has-beens that have had talent in the past, but are they're, they're, they're done. I would have said, give me that old offense where I know what I'm getting with Jordan Love. But I think that just shows how you got to give credit to all these young guys Big and time. credit to Brian Gutekunst for seeing the talent. And and giving you know drafting those guys. Yeah. I mean, look at Jaden Reed, sixty plus receptions, over six hundred fifty receiving yards, uh, eight plus receiving touchdowns, a hundred plus rushing yards, two plus rushing touchdowns, and he has also broken Sterling Sharp's franchise record uh, for a rookie that was set in nineteen eighty eight. I mean, this dude is blowing up on the scene and right the, now. He'd be like, I'll take this core. And Dontavian Wicks, who was a fifth rounder out of Virginia, played really well as a junior, had a quarterback then. Then the quarterback moved on. There was a new coaching staff. It was kind of a disaster in Virginia. Didn't play as well as senior. Were you going to get the junior year version or the senior year version? It's kind of the same thing we said with Love. Were you going to get the junior year version at Utah State or the senior year? Looking like they hit the junior year on both of them, which was the good seasons. But remember at the beginning of the year where you're like, man, who's that 13 guy? Seems like he's kind of getting open down the field. Mm -hmm. And Because remember it was uh, Jonathan Vilma was calling the game against the Saints. And he's like, I can't believe Jordan Love would would try and make a throw to to a fifth round rookie Dontavian Wicks in that one. It's like, dude's had like two steps. <laughs> he's open the, all the time uh, against that corner the entire game. What are you talking about? Well, then all of a sudden it was like mid season. Some of these stats start popping out. They're like, dude, for routes ran. Dontavian Wicks is like in the top ten in the NFL for getting open and, and, open and creating separation. Yep. And then we already we. You mentioned Jaden Reed and, and how he's breaking Sterling Sharp's record. We look and, and we know what we have in Christian Watson when healthy, the ability to be a playmaker. Yeah. And Romeo Dobbs is like the quietest, most unassuming, solid player. Totally. Yeah. And, and that's not even talking about Bo Melton, who's storming Bo on Melton, the scene. Bo knows, baby. And then you even brought up the tight ends either yet. Yeah. But, you know, we're getting it done. Two guys that, when they were both healthy or I guess featured in the offense, 
Look like two legit tight ends. Yeah. Here's another Jordan Love stat for you. Jordan Love has five games this year with three-plus passing touchdowns and no interceptions. He joins Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes as the only quarterbacks to do it at age 25 or younger. There's another J-Love stat. All right, phone's blowing up. Uh, line four, good morning. Hey, it's Todd from Mount Horror. Todd, what's up, my man? You guys are crazy. What do you mean, Todd? Well, I, I am a little you're, crazy. You're, you're, right. you're, you're comparing a season with Jordan Love with Rodgers, who had a broken thumb. Well, no, we had, we had a caller call in and, and asked us to compare and contrast it. You yeah, know. It, it's a bit ridiculous to do that. Um, and I would say definitely these receivers are better. They might even be better than what Rodgers had his first year as far as in 2008. No. I mean, if you look at the yards after catch this year compared to 2008 or last year, it's not even close um, these, I mean, the the schedule this year is might be their easiest ever. I don't know. It is an easy it's schedule. A, yes, indeed. It's easy compared to Rogers. If you look at that 2008 schedule, they were cutting them off what 13 and three. So they had a brutal schedule. The only real cakewalk was the Detroit Lions. I think it was the year they went over for 16. Yeah. But other than that, even Minnesota was above 500. Chicago was above 500. You know they. They played, uh, you know, some really tough teams that year. So I, and like I said, it's it's not even it's not even close. If if Rod, uh, got some for you, Todd. Well, Todd, you were always a Gutekunst detractor, and if you're saying can't this can't, can't stand him, but if you're saying this team had more talent than the team that Aaron Rodgers had when he first started playing quarterback, you got to give Brian Gutekunst a lot of credit because you think my about man, that. You think about man, some of those guys. Reed was a second round pick. Uh, Watson was a second round pick. Dobbs was a fourth rounder. Wicks was a fifth rounder. Bo Melton was a sixth when, or seventh rounder. Have they won the Super Bowl yet? No, they have not, Todd. Okay, <laughs> let's let's start there. Plus, what did Brian Gutekunst do to possibly keep us from winning Super Bowls with Rodgers? Instead of getting him a much needed impact player, he uh, he chose a player that wasn't going to. Um, affect this team for what four years mm-hmm. um so when we when we actually had an opportunity to win a super bowl so he did that plus in doing that and not being honest and not being forthright in what he was doing um blew up yep. the whole system yep. Yep. that's my take against him for the most part yeah no i get you Todd. Pick. i get you brother there's I, I mean would you trade another super bowl or two for for what's going on now i would always take the super bowl yeah yeah i mean that that's my whole thing with him. Gutekunst is he, he's just too arrogant. Um, he's done a good job with some of these picks for sure. Yeah. He's got some clink clunkers in there too, which they all do. But to, to compare what Jordan Love has compared to what Rodgers had, especially their initial season. Now, the, the season would have ended here for Rodgers because he only played 16 games. Mm. And so he's got, he'll have more uh, passing yards yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But I'll guarantee you that uh, no, none of the receivers Rodgers was throwing to were as wide open as what we've seen Love has, especially last week against Minnesota. Was anybody within five yards of any Packer receiver on any, <laughs> any play? It was just a dismantling. It was, it was Bo Melton looked like he was playing center field. It was just weird. <laughs> Not a lot they of his receptions. Get into the zone, stop, and wait for a pass. Yeah. Well, Todd, I mean, you know, you, just like you told, no, not much. I mean, the one down the middle was a very nice pass for that touchdown, even though he was wide open. It was a nice um, line shot and right there. But other than that, he it was cake. Todd, so I, this whole comparison thing is ridiculous. You know, I'm a Rogers guy, Todd. You know, I know you are. I know you are. <laughs> and, and and I've and I was I'm a little part, crazy. You know, too. I'm I'm coming around on. Uh, yeah, come around, Todd. Come around. Come around. Come around. Love. Come around. He's better than what I expected. I still, I want to see him against the tougher competition. You know, some pressure because he basically has been under zero pressure all year. Um, the the Packers pass pass defense or passing blocking has been one of the top in the league. So, well, Todd, can we at least that's that's a great thing for the Packers for love for the team to get better. I mean, there's no doubt about it. And this even this easier schedule has allowed Jordan to you know get his feet wet or, you know, get his feet under him, and, and now maybe that progresses once they start playing harder teams. He's, well, I think he's got we can a little more confidence because of that. He's not been thrown to the wolves. Agree on this, though. Both of these things can be true. Like, 
Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback than Jordan Love, and and when the you know Jordan Love hangs up his his helmet, Aaron Rodgers will still probably be a better quarterback than Jordan Love. But Jordan Love is playing pretty well. He is a oh, middle no of the road doubt. quarterback right now, and you know looking at the comparisons to Rodgers' first and last years. You got to remember his first and last years were probably two out of his three or four worst years in his 15 plus year career. But the fact that those are his worst means in some of his worst years, but at worst, he was like the 12th quarterback in the NFL, which is why he was so good. But it's, I guess it is you're hopeful because love actually is decent. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Definitely. Todd, need a man, brother. Much love. All right, man. Take care. Good luck. I go down the rabbit hole again. Um, Rodgers, rookie year. Jordan Love, rookie year. You know, different eras, right? Both quarterbacks, you know, looking good their first year. Now, you look at what Jordan Love has this year, Rowdy. There was no wide receiver more than two years' experience. Uh, Most of them rookies. And the ones with experience, I mean, Christian Watson was hurt a lot of the time. And Romeo Dobbs, like, could be a nice player. And Samari Touré, whatever. So you look at that, and then a bunch of rookie tight ends, right? And then you have Aaron Jones, your workhorse, uh, the star, and then A.J. Dillon, who's like, you know, Quadzilla, okay? Well, Aaron Rodgers, he had quite more talent when he first started. Yeah, I'm just, I pulled it up. Well, obviously, Donald Driver had been there for forever. The man. And, yeah. Click it or ticket. What? Most receptions in Packers history. The one dance with the stars. So, obviously, he was there. He was a veteran player. You had Greg Jennings, who would have been in his third season. He obviously was a second-round pick. You had James Jones, who would have been in his second season, who was a top 100 pick. And then you would have had Jordy Nelson and Jermichael Finley, both top 100 picks, second and third rounder. That would have been rookies that year, mm-hmm. running back being Ryan Grant. Ryan Grant. But he was healthy and ran for over 1,000 yards. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, you look at it for Jordan Love – what you had two second round picks in Reed and Watson, but Watson has been banged up the last two years. Mm-hmm. You had a fourth rounder in Romeo Dobbs. You had a fifth rounder in Wicks. Now you did have a second and third round rookie tight ends in Kraft and Musgrave. Musgrave also last rated kidney. <laughs> yep. Poor so, guy. I, I mean, I would say Jordan Love dealt with more injuries to his young guys, and there wasn't as much, I would say, draft tap, draft capital talent. Well, everyone's used. freaking out. I can't believe they didn't take a wide receiver in the where, first round. That's like, where you're what gonna, JSN was one they wanted, right? Yeah, but that's where you got to give Brian Gutekunst some credit because we're talking about good players with depth that are emerging young talent. And we're talking about six round pick, mm-hmm. a fifth round pick, a fourth round pick, because a lot of the guys that uh, Rogers was playing with that we remember from that Super Bowl run, they were all top 100 picks. They're all, you know, first through third rounders. Yep. So it's a lot easier and I'm not, and I'm not poo pooing on Ted Thompson that made these drafts. We love you, Ted RIP, but and Ted, we trust it's easier to hit on talent in theory in a top 100 pick when there's more guys on the board than when it's all picked over and you're sitting there in the fifth round. Yes. Oh, good old Ted Thompson, Theodore baby. But clearly in the world, you'd, you'd, you'd be able to draft and develop and keep your own players. Thank you, Ted. I think clearly though, because Brian Gutekunst came from the Ted Thompson tree, yeah. worked under Ted Thompson as a scout and then moved, moved his way up. Clearly, there's a formula into drafting quarterbacks because he did it the exact same way as that his uh, old boss and Ted Thompson did it, and hopefully getting similar results. Or at least football, man. Good results in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I don't get inspired that much. Not that I'm a little crusty guy, but. (laughs) We miss you, Ted. Line one, good morning. Gentlemen, gentlemen, how are you doing this fine morning? Hey, Bill, Bill, what's up, man? I'm on cloud nine. How are you doing? Happy New Year. I'm on, I'm on cloud nine, too. Happy New Year. It's you a great guys. place you know, to be, isn't it? Sunday, wasn't it? It that was phenomenal. It was, it was fantastic. Felt good. Felt really good. And you, you know, I jumped in the truck to do a little bit of work Monday morning, and, and my day, I get to listen to you two. I wish I would have had time to go down to Stoughton. <laughs> well, I had a Bloody Mary in your honor, Bill. I, could feel, I felt your presence there, okay? It was well, a little know, awkward. 
It was what? nice, but it was awkward because it was only two hours, and we both looked at each other at 10.45, and we're like, man, we're almost done. That flew by. Flew by. Well, Rowdy, I'm telling you, when I jumped in my truck, I, and I, it took me a second because I'm thinking it must be a rerun. And then I realized you guys were talking for the morning. It was like, this is awesome. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you listening, man. Um, thank you so much. I appreciate that. I'm glad someone was. So I think more than me listened. But <laughs> I, I'll, I'll tell you what. I don't, you know what? I think Jordan Love has done great. But I'll tell you what. I had to listen to my brother-in-law, Chris, was talk about how Jordan Love is better than Aaron Rodgers. Oh. oh. There's a fine line. <laughs> was, he, was he hitting the sauce pretty hard there? You know what? I just kept my mouth shut. It was really hard to do. I was respectful. You said brother-in-law, right? In-law? In-law. Okay. If yeah. it was my brother, I could tell him what I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The in-law. The in-law, sometimes you got to you know, you gotta keep a little peace once in a while, you know? Oh, what a dumb, sh- dumb you know what. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, this doesn't mean that Jordan Love isn't doing great. He's doing way better than I expected. I love, I, I, I think, I agree with you. They've got a formula that seems to be working. Better than the Bears' formula for quarterback? <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> no doubt about that. <laughs> but, I mean, he's only played three teams with a winning record, right? And all of their right, losses, all of their losses this year have come against, um, I think, I think non-playoff teams, or at least the majority of them, non-playoff teams are losses. See, Bill, I feel like this is where we're, like, towing a line. And I, we probably, just from what you were saying, probably are on the same wavelength where... I'm not some huge pro Rogers fan and I'm not a huge pro Jordan love fan. I'm just kind of watching and seeing how they both played. And yeah, it's going to be tough for love to be better than Rogers. I mean, he'd have to be a top 10 quarterback of all time, but at the same time for what he's done and, and what they've worked with, you got to be somewhat impressed with love. You don't have to say he's going to be a hall of famer though. Yeah. I mean, I think we talked earlier, you know, we don't need him to be a hall of famer. We just need him. You know, he's doing great. I, I mean, think we, we, you know, he, he's I, doing great. Yeah, when the season started, Rowdy, or before the season started, I think we said if if you could duplicate Aaron Rodgers' numbers from the year previous, that would be, you know, we would consider that a good year for Jordan Love. Yeah, right? or even get somewhat close to him. And now he's, he's besides completion percentage, he's better. Yeah, and if you were to tell the Green Bay Packer fans that, you know what, I think Jordan Love, when it's all said and done, he might be about as good of a quarterback as Kirk Cousins. It, the Packer fans that said, "Oh my God, Kirk Cousins," well, they're they're idiots because well, Kirk, Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback in the NFL, and that's all you could ask for. The to hit the lottery again for a Hall of Famer that'd be unreal. I agree with you. I just, I just, I think they should sign him to a contract extension. Don't break the bank. Mm-hmm. He deserves it. He's doing better. But you know what? Aaron Rodgers had the youngest team back in '08. I know that his record wasn't as good as Love's, but he obviously didn't have the defense that Love had. Has he? He didn't have other things there. But you knew Rodgers was doing well, and just like we know Love is doing well. Yeah. But don't we just don't know yet? He's got to go for a few more years at this level. Yeah, and Love also with the youngest team in the league uh, right now by a landslide. I know. Well, that's my point. Yeah. It's like they they each had, but you know what? Love's got a defense that Rodgers didn't have back then. You ready to move on from Joe Barry? How did he? I am so ready. If the, I, I, I am so ready. Hopefully, he's smart enough to get rid of him, right? Mm. You, you know, I listen. I listen to Vagabond Johnson. So much of what so much of what he says is so good. But then I go back to well, he he's the Joe Barry fan club. What is wrong with you, dude? He's the president and maybe the only but, member. But other than that, he has a lot of good things to say, right? Yeah, he's a good contrarian. We like, we love it. That's why he won Caller of the Year for 2023. You know? <laughs> well, he did well. So. Hey, take care, guys. Hey, you too, Bill. Nice hearing from you. Line two, good morning. Yo. Hey, Rory Kinger. What's up, brother? Okay, just a real quick question <clears throat> for the Packers Bear game. Is this a must win? Or, or can't, can't lose. lose. All right, Ben. Because <laughs> I believe it's more of a can't lose. You can't lose to the Bears. Okay? Well, you must win, though, to get to the playoffs. I get that. But I, I'd be more embarrassed to losing to the Bears. Because, you know, all off season, especially last year, you know, like, oh, we won the offseason. Packers don't have their Hall of Fame quarterback. And now here we are. And now, if if they 
if they beat us, oh, they'll be rubbing it again. Uh, what DJ Moore said, they have uh, they have something special for the Green Bay Packers coming up here. You better watch out. Hey, Rory. So, yeah. Say good morning to Grant Bills. He just popped in. Morning, Kinger. Huh. Oh. Hi, Grant. <laughs> <laughs> Rory, we love you, buddy. Yep. Adios, muchachos. Hey, Grant. What's up, man? Not much. What's happening today? Great day. Great day. Big Badger win last night. What? What, what is this? Shirt, a Grateful Dead patch on there. Did you sew that on yourself? Or I was it an iron on? He found. He totally found that at a thrift store. I did. Did not, you steal it off a hippie? I did not. An old hippie did not sew that on myself. No. It was an iron on patch, or was it sewed on? Did you buy it like that? No, it's sewed on. Did you buy it like that? It was a gift, actually. Oh, it's a. How new is that? I don't think I've ever seen you wear that. Is it brand new? Uh, really, the whole the whole uh, key to wearing the shirt is having the clean white shirt to wear underneath it, and I got some white shirts for Christmas, so that's kind of unlocked like, my You're wardrobe. like them franchise boys. Yup, in my white tee. Yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, Plain like white tees. Yeah. Hey, hey there, Delilah. Oh, great song. God. I'll never play that on this show. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> All right, we'll, uh, we'll chat with Grant coming up here. Uh, Grant stirring it up a little bit on Twitter again last night. Yeah, Badger basketball stuff. Zach Heilbrun, I I messaged your tweet to Zach, and he's like, "That's a tough take from our quote basketball expert." 